And it's 19 minutes past 12 on Te Pūrongo o Te Pautūtanga. I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anand Zaki. And Anand, Sky TV's takeover talks were short-lived. Kia ora, Charlie. Yes, uh, Sky TV has terminated discussions about a potential takeover after rejecting a bid that fell short of expectations. Last month, the company revealed it received a preliminary and confidential non-binding expression of interest to be bought by an unnamed third party. But in an announcement this morning, Sky says it received an updated non-binding offer from the same party yesterday, proposing a deal that the board felt did not value Sky fairly. Speaking at its shareholders' meeting, Sky TV's chair, Philip Bowman, wouldn't get drawn into what the board thinks is a fair value. In terms of the intrinsic value of the business, uh, the board has been through a process of looking clearly in response to the approach of the business plan of the company. It has had external uh, review of the business plan of the company and it has concluded uh, on a value. The value is not something that we will share uh, as I don't think that would be the, in the interest of all shareholders. In terms of a price, I think what is to my mind interesting are two things. The first one is that we received the approach and therefore clearly uh, somebody believes that the business is undervalued and secondly the response from a number of shareholders, both individuals but also large uh, institutional shareholders when we made the announcement about the approach and their view as to the value of the business. But in terms of putting actual numbers on the table, it's not something I think that would be helpful. And Sky TV is planning to recommence its share buyback program announced in March. A new report says workers at the biggest businesses are at the greatest risk of losing their jobs as economic conditions get tougher. The Beyond Recruitment Economic and Labour report indicates companies with more than 1,000 staff are feeling pressures and looking for ways to cut costs. The data shows the largest firms are more than twice as likely to be cutting jobs than their small, medium and large counterparts. Chief Executive Lisa Viz says 36% of all firms are cutting costs as more job losses loom. There's no doubt that these are challenging times. From a talent management perspective, we encourage employers to look at ways to save costs without making redundancies where possible. We have seen salaries being offered taper off, as well as hourly rates in contracting and temp flatten out. So there has been a balancing in the market. Lisa Viz says firms are finding it easier to recruit staff and three quarters of all businesses continue to offer some degree of flexible working. New Zealand investors are continuing to back startup ventures, defying a high level of volatility in the market. A report by PwC New Zealand, the Angel Association and New Zealand Growth Capital Partners indicate 67 deals were done in the first half of this year, compared with 66 the year earlier. Angel Association Chair Suze Reynolds says new deals make up a quarter of the deals, though the overall value of investment is down 4% on the year earlier at nearly $72 million. Compared to other startup ecosystems around the world where investment is to the fore, we've actually held up incredibly well, being flat 
um, as somebody said the other day, the flat round is the new up round. And in that sense, I guess, extrapolating that to angel investment and early stage venture investment in New Zealand, cool. we're really pleased that people are keeping the faith. And Suze Reynolds says revenue growth is important, particularly when it's harder to raise capital. But it isn't the only indicator of value, as New Zealand investors tend to take a longer-term view. A global threat intelligence expert says cybercrime is a big and growing global business, with multi-layers of criminals working together to rob victims of millions of dollars. The director of threat intelligence at security software firm Radware says any security vulnerability can be found and exploited, with awareness and vigilance the best defence against an attack. Pascal Heenan says ransomware criminals use networks of subcontractors to hunt for security gaps to exploit. You have ransomware operators and what we call initial access brokers who are like the resellers for the ransomware operators. And what they do is they try to get access to a company and plant a crypto-locking malware and then signal back to the ransomware operator to say, hey, this company was infected, so now you can start negotiation to get a ransom. Why does it work? Well, if you look at the ransoms that were paid out, they were like multiple millions. Tens of millions of dollars was not an exception. Now, when you're an initial access broker, you can get up to 80% of that just for finding a way into a company. And Pascal Heenan says artificial intelligence is making it easier for criminals to access the tools of the trade, helped along by the Russia and Ukraine war, which has created an army of hackers on both sides. Well, time now for an update from the financial markets, and we're joined by Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. Good afternoon, Vanessa. Good afternoon, Anand. Uh, look, how's it looking in the local share market? Sky TV, uh, of course, a big bit of news mm. this morning. Mm. Yes, the NZX grows 50. We're at 11,165 points. So we're down 57 points, which equates to negative um, 0.5%. And it is Sky TV that is dra- dra- dragging the index down today, $2.70. So down 14 cents, which equates to negative 5%. Also, we have Main Freight, $57.80, down 2.1%. Scales are at $3, down 1.6%. And um, Sky City, they're at $1.92, down 1.5% today. Conversely, however, at the other end, we have Channel Infrastructure, $1.48, up 2.8%. Stride Staple Securities $1.31 up 1.6% and Argosy Property $1.11 up 1.4% and also of note um, Vulcan Steel they're at $7.47 um, and they're up 0.3% today. Okay how's it looking over in Australia? The ASX 200 is flat at 7,172 points. Now, the RBA lifted the cash rate by 25 basis points to a 12-year high of 4.35% yesterday, and this was expected and therefore hasn't affected the markets too much. Um, of note, however, we've got James Hardy, the cement manufacturer. There, um, They had some announcements today. They're trading at $45.63, and so they're up 11% currently. And that takes us to the New Zealand dollar. Sure. The New Zealand dollar against the US, 0.5933. Against the Australian dollar, 0.9227. Against the British pound, 0.4826. Against the euro, 0.5547. Against the Japanese yen, 89.23. And lastly, the Chinese yuan, 4.32. And finally, interest rates, oil and gold. 
offshore, the three-month bank bill rate is at 5.67%. The 10-year government bonds are at 5.19%. Looking at the oil, we've got the Brent crude at 81.41 USA barrel, and the spot gold is at 1,968 US dollars an ounce. Thank you, Vanessa. That's Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. Uh, one other bit of business news for you this afternoon. Uh, further to our story yesterday about Westpac's move to use biometric indicators to combat fraud, the Privacy Commissioner is taking a closer look. The bank is partnering with Israel-based cybersecurity company Biocatch, which will analyse customers' online behaviour for unusual activities and look at things like typing speed or how hard they press on touchscreens. Westpac sees the data collected is fully anonymised. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlie, that is business. Kia ora.